Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Speak the Language podcast. I hope all of you had a great Christmas season and you're gearing up for a good new year. All of us over here at Primo's are finishing up the holidays. We're about to head back to Cottonmouth to hit it hard for the last bit of season. But I want to just give you a quick run through of what you can expect out of this podcast episode before we get into it. Like I've said before, we try to answer and cover every topic that y'all send in. And probably, this one has been asked probably more than any other. Um, and that is how to get into the hunting industry and you know some of y'all have asked specific stories of how uh, we got started on our own journeys in the hunting industry so I sat down uh, with Ben our executive producer to hear how he got started I kind of talked about my own story Um, anyhow hope you enjoy it lastly if you want to do us a big big favor head on over to our page on iTunes give us a five-star rating if you would and write us a review it really does help out enjoy the show give it the old college try Mm mm-hmm Okay, so uh, this episode of the podcast, uh, we're actually going to we're going to we're we're going to tackle a topic. If I can talk right, we're going to tackle a topic. We do cover topics that get sent in all the time, um, but this one we'll probably I don't know I don't know we, we've gotten it from the beginning, and I think we've touched on it in different episodes, like how. Well, let me get where I'm going first, but anyhow. Um, we haven't really been hunting this week because the holidays, and so we decided we'd reach back into the archives, find a a really uh, common asked question. Um, this week it is me and our executive producer Ben Bredigan. We are going to talk about uh, how to get into the hunting industry. I guess would be the short of it. Yep, it's a a question that you know you get probably every week online all the time. Yeah, and you know there's a lot of people that want to get into it, and yeah. Don't know how. Yeah. So I think, because uh, I, I get this a lot, but, I, you know, so you doing what, what you do, like you tell me, why don't you, like tell me briefly how you got into it. Because here's one thing I have learned that's kind of funny is you'll find guys, like there may be similarities with stories of how they got started, but it's never like there's always like some kind of, there's never like just some cut and dry. No. I did this. I took this college course and then I applied for this job yeah. and here I am. It <laughs> doesn't, doesn't work like some that kind of all. winding road. Yeah. <laughs> so do you tell me how you ended up where you are now? Cause at being the executive yeah. producer for the show. So where I kind of got my start is that actually, uh, in college, it was just for fun. We do a bunch of, you know, a bunch of water following and huh. we just thought it'd be fun to film it. Right. And so we would, we'd film these hunts and then I don't think we ever did anything with them. We, you know, I edited some short little YouTube stuff just for our own fun, but, um, and, and I was going to school for natural resources and all set up to, uh, to have, you know, be in a master's program. Yeah. And throughout that time I had been doing, uh, some writing also, uh, I guided for a while when I was in high school and early college and guiding fishing, fishing. Yep. Yep. yep up in Minnesota. And so I was doing that, and, and every day when we'd get back, you know, I'd write a little report, just how the, how the fishing was, and that's kind of how I got started in writing. And um, uh, right before in my senior year of college, I uh, a guy came up to me and asked if I wanted to start writing for a, a like a regional publication up in Minnesota, and I said, Heck yeah. "Yeah, I'll definitely do it." Yeah. And so I started writing. We got to be good friends, and when I, uh, I was about to graduate from undergrad and start my master's program he said hey you know i want you to come and work for this magazine with me i said dang it (laughs) and you know i guess i was i don't know i was excited it's like all right here's your chance this is something you've always wanted to do right and you know 
it was it was a you know i got paid peanuts but i was super you were happy doing it oh yeah you see that that's that there before you keep going like that alone is what i'm talking about when i say it's not like cookie cutter story because if that's what you had to do like if if i had to write Mm -hmm. i've been screwed (laughs) i never like i'm the the like me writing the description for the podcast episodes that goes up on itunes like that little paragraph i write yeah that's like straining my writing ability just to do that but see i mean it's just i mean different strokes different folks man you know um yeah so that i I did that for for a while and uh you know i always liked video he had from the from the start just filming in college right and uh i was like all right i'm gonna i want to start filming stuff so actually it was a guy i met guiding he was uh he worked at a local outdoor TV show, mm-hmm. and I called him up. And at that point, he had started his own company and was doing shows on the Outdoor Channel, actually Wardens on oh, the okay. Outdoor Channel. Yeah. yeah. So I called him up and said, "Hey, I want to, I want to film. Yeah. What you know, I'll, I'll do anything. I'll do it for nothing. How you know, I want to get into this." So he said, "Yeah," and sent me off to Montana, and I filmed Wardens, and I think he paid travel, and I was happy as a clam. That was you just paying your travel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And I was I was getting experience, you know, enough to to because I knew I needed some sort of yeah. uh, official or some sort of credentials or resume, if you will. Yeah, that's what. See, we'll take a like a quick pause right there to highlight what you did there because that's one thing. I if I if I ever get an Instagram message, which like I, I get them fairly common, we all do. Yeah, that's like one thing I always say. I'm like find some way to get professional experience yep. i don't care if you have to get paid nothing i don't care if you're getting paid pennies but like you have to do you almost have to do something like what you did like yep. i'm filming for i mean that was an outdoor channel show wardens mm-hmm. was it's, it's a yep. good one it's like the, yeah, it did, it's like the it did really well it's the outdoor channel version of cops yeah <laughs> but it's i mean it's a good show uh but yeah i didn't i knew you, I'm, i remember you told me briefly that you'd done that but i didn't know you were doing it for basically free yeah yep i just i want i knew i needed experience if i wanted to do it and and it was a great opportunity for a, you know, that looks good on a resume. Oh, for so, sure. Absolutely. So I did that for a while and, uh, you know, I wanted, that was traveling all over Montana essentially. Yeah. So I knew I'd, I wanted something closer to home. So, uh, uh started, uh, applied for a, a company called in-depth outdoors and, uh, it was a fishing ice fishing show primarily. Right. And sure enough, I don't know how they ever hired me cause I didn't have, you know, technical experience in Minneapolis is still a, a kind of a hub for production. Yeah. So anyways, I got hired and I did that for, uh, I filmed the TV show, helped edit. Uh, I ran a online, uh, online magazine, uh, just wore a do- bunch of different hats. It was yeah. a small company and that's kind of what you do. It learned exactly, a little bit yeah. of everything and, um, learned a ton there. Uh, we did a, we did something pretty unique as, uh, we'd, film a show ice fishing show monday tuesday and then we would end up airing it on sunday yeah so you'd you have to edit a show in like three days yeah so y'all were on like the cutting edge of that yeah because that's where um because like you know, midwest whitetail was one of, mm-hmm. it was kind of the beginnings of those you see you see a good bit of that now yeah but you don't back then back in those times which is i say that like it's a long time no, ago it was I 2015 mean, yeah but I even think, then no, no not 2015 that would have been 2000. 12 2013 yeah. so yeah because yeah. 2013 you didn't have all these semi-live web shows that were popping up you know a few no. days after it was filmed that didn't exist no 
So and we, and we aired on on FSN, like the regional FSN mm-hmm. up in Minnesota, and and the, what was cool about that is you got to you know nowadays like when we're filming, you have to film for an entire season before you start to see things get edited. Mm-hmm. So it helped me learn a lot, just because every single week you were learning what you did wrong, how to get better, et uh-huh. cetera. So that was pretty that was pretty interesting. It cut down the learning curve quite a bit. So uh and then from there actually the same guy i was working for um you know mitch mm-hmm. petrie at the outdoor channel he got promoted he was the head of uh to the head of programming and he knew uh, uh at the time he was the head of marketing at primos mm-hmm. and he said hey this he called me one day and said hey this guy from primos can be give, giving you a call you might want to pick it up you know about a job and i was like yeah heck yeah <laughs> and at the time i knew primos was in mississippi and i was like yeah i'll entertain it i'm you know not moving to mississippi though yeah <laughs> from about the top of the top of the uh country to the bottom so yeah. anyways i took it and i think a week later i was on a plane yeah down or actually it was like three to four days later and yeah, i, I still remember you coming into the office to interview uh-huh yeah <laughs> You're all language like a, barrier. Yeah, language barrier. You had like a suit on. Yeah. We're all in like jeans and like boots and, and t-shirts. Like, who well, are you? <laughs> I halfway showed up expecting you not to be wearing any shoes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. <sighs> so anyways, yeah. So then I started. That's how I got hired as the executive producer. And, yeah. And, you know, just learned a ton in doing that. And uh, now I'm actually doing a lot of the marketing to the yeah. brand manager so yeah um, you're yeah you you wear many hats at primos now yeah as we all do now so mm-hmm. but yep. anyways that's that's a you know a brief background on myself yep. and, and yeah and why have you have you ever talked about how you got your start before that's a, briefly but like i want to i wanted to go into it just because like I, I guess i the only thing i can I can attribute it to, I guess, you know, because I don't think there's too many things interesting about me or Jordan, you know, or like well, every, but, it's, it's all interesting. But, but I guess what it is, because we're kind of on that young, we're still considered younger ish, you yeah. know, um, and so our how we got there is still pretty, pretty prevalent. Yeah, it's pretty relevant, right? For sure. Um, so no, I, I've never really gone into to detail about it, but um, just to, I, I guess I'll, I mean, I won't like super condense it, but I won't. If I told like the full story, we'd be here for hours you know yeah. but <laughs> uh basically i grew up here central mississippi mm-hmm. um and grew up watching i tell everybody i grew up watching andy griffith and primos hunting tv yeah. you know the will and jimmy and troy and brad were my heroes growing up you know I, the, the funny thing is is like there's that video floating around uh when i shot my first turkey that keith polk botched yep. the video job on uh-huh. uh when I pick up, I won't, I can't tell Brad this now because he'll give me flack about it yeah. or won't let me forget it. But like when head. I'm when I'm holding the first turkey, I actually quote Brad Ferris. Like I quote, I say, I like true story. Just a hundred percent fanboy. Oh, hundred percent. There was a he killed a turkey at Cane Mount. I can't remember the specific truth DVD, but he picks it up and he looking at his spurs. He goes, he's got some good carrying handles. And like there's little eleven year old mm-hmm. me holding up this you know, two-year-old turkey that does not have their ready carrying handles. But I go, he's got some good carrying handles, you know. I remember seeing that. Yeah. That's it was where, on TV. We put it on TV. That's, where, that's yeah. where it came from. It was a Brad uh-huh. Ferris quote. But um, kind of like you said, I mean, like we did it in, in high school and early college. We'd have like little camcorders, yeah. you know. I remember one time my buddy Daniel like stole his stole his parents. They didn't know he had it. Yeah. But we were, <laughs> we were running around the woods with it trying to film turkey hunts. But 
Um, I was actually at a community college, uh, Hines Community College, right there in, in Pearl, Mississippi. And uh, Keith actually called me. I was in between classes, just kind of, you know, mm-hmm. killing time. And uh, I'd, Keith always knew that's what I wanted to do. And he was like, hey, um, have you ever heard of Midwest Whitetail? I said, no, I haven't. He said, well, you should look it up. I'm like, okay, why? He's like, well, they have a video uh, internship. And I'm like, ooh, okay, you know, what's mm-hmm. in um, so I went, looked it up and, and honestly had never heard of them. Um, but they were kind of like, I thought they were, they were doing the web show semi live series, yeah. you know, they'd film all week and then it'd be up that next week, you know, mm-hmm. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, And, um, so I just went, yeah, I'll apply for that. Why not? Just applied on a whim. And then just the way things turned out, uh, I still, I don't know why they decided to hire me as an intern yep. because I was the, I really don't <laughs> just green. Uh, Same like me. I, I was, I was the only one that applied that didn't have any professional experience whatsoever. All the other interns, I mean, not extensive, but had some sort of experience. Whereas like I had like none, but, mm-hmm. um, just one of those, the Lord looking out for me and I went up there, worked for a whole season. That's where I met Aaron Warbritton and Greg Clements who do the hunting public now. And, um, great guys. They taught me a lot um, and were very patient because I didn't know what was, you know, didn't know up from down as far as filming or putting together a hunt for television goes. But That's where you ran into old Pat McSherry, too. Right? Pat McSherry. And so Pat went from Midwest Whitetail and came worked for us at i worked with us at idl so oh yeah small world i remember when i when i put that together because i actually called pat i was like tell me about this ben bredigan character oh he's all right you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh yeah me and pat were interns together yeah one of those sure th- small world for sure yeah um but yeah i w- worked up there for a whole season moved back home in uh january uh and we kind of had like a an exit interview with the guys from Midwest. You kind of like went over what you learned, what, you know, what you were planning on going to do going forward, you know, and what they could help you with. And all of them knew like my goal was Primo's. That was my, I was like, obviously I would, you know, I'm not like a, I wasn't going to be picky, but my, my, if I could pick anything, I wanted to go work for Primo's. Mm -hmm. Well, um, left there, went back to college, but I was at Mississippi state and, uh, Aaron runs into, ran into brad ferris at the ata show mm-hmm. and that was when brad was doing game plan but aaron said hey we've got a kid just went through your, our internship program he's local he's lives like you know less than an hour from the primo's location brad was like we'll get him to email me I'm like, okay so i was excited enough about that yeah, i was like i got brad ferris's email address yeah uh so i emailed him told him who i was and um obviously because i was a full-time student he was doing game plan we couldn't get anything to work out but he was like just email me from time to time you know whenever you get a new schedule maybe we can work you in you never mm-hmm. know and so i would i i emailed him off and on for probably about a year mm-hmm. and uh i was about to start my junior year in college and i was at the mississippi wildlife extravaganza and i'd happened to i walked by the primos booth and brad ferris was there which you know in itself the fact that brad was at the booth the extravaganza is an oddity like again yeah. there's a lot of things about my story ended up where i am i can't just do anything but thank the lord for it because yeah. brad i don't think he's been there since nice. and he's, he's never there uh-uh. but i saw him i said you know i should go up there and let him put a face with a name yeah. you know so i just go up there and say hey i'm 
Lake Pickle, I'm the kid that's been emailing you for the whole year. Yeah. And I just remember that he acted way more interested in me, you know, as far as filming goes than I expected him to. He was mm-hmm. asking about, you know, could you possibly interview in the future? When's your availability going to be? This, this, that. And um, I was like, yeah, just call me. I'll see what I can do. This, that. And, you know, mm-hmm. that was on a Sunday. Moved all my stuff back to Starkville that Monday because we're going to start classes the next week. Wednesday morning, I'm sitting in my living room with my roommate. We're watching the Outdoor Channel. Yeah. My phone rings, and he's like, who's calling you? I said, Brad Ferris. He's like, no, he's not. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he is. And, um, I, little did I know it, but when I met Brad at the extravaganza, that's when they'd, um, you know, there'd been a lot of changes in the video department. Yeah, that's when Cody and all those, they, Cody, Keith, Kevin, they yep. went off and did small town. Small town hunting. Yep. And, uh, and so there was obviously a lot of vacancies and changes mm-hmm. in the Primo's video department. So, Basically, Brad was like, um, I know you're in school. I'm not trying to get you to quit school, but maybe put it off for a little while to help us out. I think it would be a good opportunity for you. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. So, yes. <laughs> so uh, I buzzed down there, did an interview at the office. Um, that's where I met Wilbur for the first time in person. And mm-hmm. um, that was – like, and they, they hired me that day. And I think I like I went – I walked, like kept my cool – best i could walked out to my truck got my truck slammed the door drove down the road got out of the parking lot and then i did like a rick flair like a whoo you know <laughs> yeah i was so excited <laughs> but uh yeah that's it makes me feel like i'm dating myself but that's been six years ago now yeah that that happened but it, it you know like i said there's no there's no like cut and dry trail yeah, i no can tell co- somebody co- cookie cutter yeah. yeah i like and all i can say is is uh a professional experience counts for a lot because mm. if I would have never had that internship, I never would have had any, yeah. there would have been no reason for Brad and, to even consider me for that job. And uh, you've told me before, but I mean, didn't get paid squat. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, the, so, yeah same the, with me. It's, yeah. The internship at, at Midwest, I was, um, it was completely unpaid. Yeah. So I found out that I got it like, think like the beginning of may and i was supposed to move up there in august so i got two jobs that summer and just worked yeah. and tried to save up money and then yeah. man, it was it was funny man i lived with uh pat pat there was we lived on the same street pat lived in a different house uh with brian and aaron and uh i lived in a house with aj gall and lee johansson and we would kill deer or if we didn't kill a deer if somebody that we know even if our neighbors killed a deer and didn't want the meat we would take that thing to the office because we had a place we'd skin a deer there, and we would eat. I mean, like we would live on venison because, yeah. like I said, there wasn't no like. In, I mean, if we there's no prime rib. No, there. there's no like going to the grocery <laughs> store pick up a few ribeyes. Like no, we were broke. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I there, hear you. It was like sustenance hunting. <laughs> yeah. Back to your roots. <laughs> but yeah, man, it, it, it's it's funny to to think about. Uh, but yeah. I was, I mean, at that stage, I'm sure you were the same way. Like, I would have done anything to get in. I just wanted, yeah. that's just what I wanted to do so bad. And that's what, you know, you, you, like I said, back to the, you know, kind of the start is, uh, you get emails about it all the time, Facebook messages, whatever. How do I do it? I, I mean, this is what I want to do. How right. do I get into the industry? So, yeah. you know, the kind of the common threads in our stories and with a lot of people's stories, it's it's obviously we talked about is, is for a little while to get some experience you're probably going to have to 
have work for very little or yeah. nothing just to get a little bit. And, you know, after a while, you have to realize your worth and get yeah. paid. But to start off, you have to realize that I'm not going to get paid. I got to build up a resume. And that's yeah. some of these the younger door. younger kids. The, the, it's easier when they're, you know, at home, mm-hmm. in college, high school, whatever. They can do a little bit of that. And then the second thing is it's a lot about you know obviously it's w- what you know but the hunting industry is such a small industry and if you can get your Facts. foot in the door if you know somebody that's huge it's big mm-hmm. that's it's i a mean small that's, yeah. world but, and honestly i think it's kind of a double-edged sword because it's more saturated now but getting yourself out there as far as your content and what you can do is a lot easier than it used to be oh gosh it's huge. with instagram and facebook yeah. and all that um and there are more people using freelancers to video now than mm-hmm. ever before, I feel like. Yeah, there's a lot. It's, you know, you, it's expensive to do a TV show, and yeah. it it helps. So, you know, I was thinking about how to break this down, you know, when we were talking about mm-hmm. doing this podcast. Yep. I'm thinking that, you know, there's there's a couple ways to get into the industry. It's, all right. Let's we talk about, all right, what if I wanted to start my own TV show? You know, use that as one. And then one, on the other hand, it's like, how do I work in the hunting industry? Yeah. There's, a lot of people don't realize, but there's, there's, when we their businesses, there's, oh, 100%. you know, there's, there's 95, 99% of the jobs at Primos are not video. Yeah. And you're, you're still working for yeah. Primos hunting. It's so. not, comical is not the word to use, but whenever like the, there's a job posted at Primo's mm-hmm. always like vast majority of the applications are trying to think, think it's for the, yeah, the video thing. And I get, I mean, and I get it, but you know, like, no, this is for, yeah. <laughs> this is for production, you yeah, know, different jobs. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So you want to start off with, uh, you know, if, if, if I was someone today who wanted to start a show, what would you do? Yeah, that's a uh, it's a loaded question. We could sit here for. Yeah, it is. And honestly, it's 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 I mean, I can throw an opinion at it, but Mm -hmm. it's that's something I've never really aspired to do. Mm -hmm. You know, I've never been like, I want to have my own show. Yeah, it's just never really been your thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I get fine. Now, if if I did, um, if I was if I was going to start a show and I mean, this might sound like super vague, but. It would have to be for me for me to do it today, like it would have to be something just super unique. Yes. You know, because everything is if you if you look at it, you know, not to be not to sound derogatory, yeah. but so much of outdoor outdoor television programming now is very yeah. redundant. Yeah, it's, and, and yeah, and to that point, it's like there there are already there's the Lee and Tiffs out there. There's yep. you know there's Primos. There's all these people. And the world doesn't need another one of them. They need something mm. unique. That's like uh, we were talking about Aaron and those guys at the Hunting Public. Yep. They did it right. They did something that was very unique. unique. And, and and with that is it, I think it's easier now to, I say TV show, but more as a show. Yeah. It's way easier to, the barrier of entry now is way lower than it ever had been Um if I was, if somebody asked me, like, how do I get my own TV show? I would say, well, first off, don't go on TV. <laughs> yeah. 
because TV, I mean, there's granted, there's the, the eyeballs are there for like us yeah. for Primos. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes sense. We've got we're established, et cetera. We've got the funds, but you know, for someone starting off, it's expensive. Very. Mm-hmm. It's, Very. Yep. So now with YouTube, I'd say in a heartbeat, I'd say YouTube. Oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Yep. So that, that immediately that lowers your your barrier and by then, yeah your yeah how much you're gonna have to cost is I mean because you don't have to pay for airtime on YouTube no it's free and yeah. and the eyeballs are there yeah you might have to you have to work harder to get those eyeballs probably mm-hmm. whereas yeah it's you like TV sit on the TV in front yeah. of the outdoor channel and you're you're watching whatever's on there right but, but yeah. yeah and then that's where I think that's where that like you said that unique idea comes in mm-hmm big time because you'd have to something yeah. if you got a hook yeah I mean it has to be because think because think about it man. And I, I'm not downing it because there's several people that that still do this and they do well. But if I mean, if you're just went out there and made another show where early season you go somewhere out west like Wyoming in November, you go to Kansas, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, you know what I mean. And it, it, it's just you 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 have to do something or you'll blend in with everybody else. And you trying to get something going up off the ground, mm-hmm. it's just not it's tough. Slim pickings. It'd be, pickings. A, it'd be a, a tough road to hoe. And yeah. And to be honest, I mean. You're not going to get rich doing it. No. <laughs> not, I mean, if, unless you, you know, you rise to the level, you know, the top 20 people. And still, it's not like you're raking in money. You really got to love what you do. Yeah. So if you think you'll get rich, you know, you'll be the next, next Michael Waddell. There's yeah. only a handful of people. So yeah. I hate to rain on anyone's parade. No, but, I'm but just about being real. Yeah. Mm-hmm, it's, it is, you know, we've been along in the industry long enough. and Yeah. So... But like I say, if you wanted to start it, definitely YouTube have a creative idea, get people interested. Mm-hmm. That would that'd be the way I would start it for yeah. sure. Gotta have some sort of niche and yeah. not to, to make yourself stand out in a very very saturated marketplace. Mm-hmm. Um, one dis one misconception, like probably one of the most common misconceptions, is that uh, that this job is just sunshine and rainbows all the time. Yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking about how to talk about this cause it sounds so bad. It's like you guys, you know, you work for Primos hunting. Like yeah. what are you complaining about? And, and you know, it, it's not, it's not like you, yeah. we just get to sit in the tree stand every day yeah. and, and hunt and shoot big deer and, you know, whatever. I wish that was the case. It's not the case. <laughs> It is not. So yeah. that's the other thing is just is the expectation of it. It's, yeah. I mean, yeah, granted, you do spend a lot of time in the tree, but yeah, that's. It's, it's different. And I say, like I said, you got to approach that because you got like at the same time, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Ex- that's the big thing is you got to realize it's yeah. like, yeah, you know, there, there's things that are, it, it's work, but still it's. Yeah. You wouldn't do anything else. No. No, I really wouldn't. So, so but it's, but it, it's not. It, like I said, it's, it's a, it's tricky to talk about. Yeah, it is because you, you, you don't want to sound, you know, that it's ungrateful and whatnot, yeah. but super grateful. But it's, yeah. it, there's a lot of things that go into it. What I always tell people, like my my saying now is, I feel like I'm zero percent deserving, but I'm a hundred percent thankful. Mm-hmm. No matter, even on like the like even on the worst days, because there are some days, you know. Uh, I don't, when you're getting on the latter part of elk season and you've been hiking 12 miles every day for almost a month and you know you're crunching trying you you know you you need yeah. or, this and this and this you won't have the shows you need and you're stressed out mm-hmm. even on that day 
I still wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah. You know, so it, it evens out. Yeah. Yeah, there's good good, good and bad. But it's worth saying don't go into it and think you're just going to get – if you land a yeah. job in this, that you get to just put it on cruise control and your life's going to be just perfectly peaceful and no worries for the rest of your days because that's not how it works, Yeah, and unfortunately. The, the other thing, too, is is a lot of people, especially if you're trying to get – you know, into the door to, to video, you know, a lot of people do it with the wrong intentions. Uh-huh. And, 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 you know, we've had to hire a number of people over the years. And the first thing within the first five minutes, I tell them on the phone when they're interviewing, you know, this is not a, this is not a hunting job. Yeah. This is filming or this is editing. Don't expect a lot of people come into it saying, Oh, <laughs> I'm going to get to be on TV all the time. Yeah. And it's just, it's not the, not how it works. Not how it works. Yeah. So, you know, granted, like in, in a lot of situations, you know, it, it might morph over time, but just don't expect. Yeah, right you off can't the go bat, in there like, inspecting that. Yeah, never expect it. And if it happens, great. Yeah. If not, that's what you signed up for. Which, like I said, I signed up, you know, like when I started doing the, the Midwest Whitetail thing, I knew I was a video intern. Mm-hmm. And and then when I left, like I said, I, they knew Primo's was my priority. But I said I would take, you know, if you hear of any other video jobs that I might be a good fit for, I don't. It doesn't have to be in Mississippi or in the South. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be anywhere. Just let me know. And I, cause that's what I was willing to do because I just wanted to be in this industry. It yeah. didn't, you know, didn't matter if I, if my face never saw the light of day on TV. I just wanted to be doing something in yep. in the hunting industry. That's what just meant that much to me. So if you, so so, you know, roll back time a little bit. If you, mm-hmm. if you were an eighteen year old kid, what would you do? to get into the hunting industry knowing what you know now what would be your approach knowing what i know now yep like this don't, day i mean yeah not like today say you're 18 years old yeah yep. you don't know anyone you know um, how would you do it not so like two routes that i would definitely look at um is both midwest whitetail and the hunting public do internship programs mm-hmm. i would look at those horde which obviously you have to get you know you have to get selected but that'd be something i applied for um other than that like i said i would be i would have i mean i would have when i say an instagram page and a facebook page i don't mean like i mean it can be your personal one Mm -hmm. if it you know if it needs to be but i would have a professional looking instagram page and i would be putting up content as much as i possibly could and i would like i would be um contacting shows or who you know whoever not even um even if you had somewhere if you had access to say like a, a waterfowl outfitter nearby your house, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you say, Hey, I'll uh, you don't have to pay me anything. I just want to come do some photography yeah. at your place, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe, you know, you can, you can use it to, to for promote your business. Pr- you know, promote and, your I, business. and I can use it to help build my, yeah, I'd be doing anything That's I could. That's a good point. That's a really good idea. Yeah. I would even be, um, you know, obviously you're going to have to find some way to get some camera gear that's which, that's, which nowadays it's not hard. No, you know, it's, it's gotten a lot, lot less expensive. I mean, back in the day, it's like you couldn't get, well, I mean, you could get handy cams, but, yeah. but nowadays it's, you can get some really good cameras yeah. and equipment for really cheap. Yeah. Um, uh, I would go like, I would focus cause I wouldn't want to be constantly making myself to where if I, when I finally did, get an interview or a chance with a big production company mm-hmm. you know like if, if if you got called to freelance for mm-hmm. lee and tiffany sub or seven t- you yeah. know yes yeah, sub seven any yeah. other i would want to be at the top of the pile you know i'd want to be good you know you don't want to be just like well 
I love hunting and I can kind of run a camera. Like, no, you you want to be sharp as mm-hmm. you can possibly be. So I'd even be trying to do weddings or, or mm-hmm. anything. I mean, anything you can do to get that camera in your hand and get yourself professional experience is going to do, you know, to make yeah. you better. Yeah. And that's funny that you say like weddings, but you know, a lot of what, I mean, it's, it's very, it's actually very similar to, to like deer hunting or hunting. It's yeah. like you, you get one shot. Mm-hmm no cutaways it's like you, you can't get, make you, the, make, you, you can't, can't make, screw yeah, it up you can't make the bride walk down the aisle again uh-uh. tonight <laughs> so anyways that, yeah. that's that's something that you could definitely do yeah but so like that, i mean it's gonna put yourself like you said in those situations to where even even not so much the similarities in that but just the similarities the getting you used to filming where filming's not you know when you're filming your buddy mm-hmm. if you happen to screw up the footage i mean you're bummed out but eh, it doesn't really matter where is if you're filming a wedding and somebody is paying you or relying on you Mm -hmm. for your wedding and you mess it up i mean then it it, it, Mm. you know it gets you used to that level of pressure to where this is not just for kicks and giggles Mm -hmm. anymore this is something i'm doing on a professional level yeah i I would be trying to master that craft that would be my main goal yep uh about you I'm just, you brought up an interesting point there, and I'm kind of rethinking. But first off, what I would start to do is before I even, you know, picked up picked up a camera, I'd probably do it hand in hand. But what I would do is I would get on. It's easier now than ever with Instagram. Is I would Instagram, Facebook, social media, mm-hmm. LinkedIn, whatever. So I would go on there and try to find try to find some people who are in the industry near you. You know, whether yeah. it's filming, it's a, good idea. A, lot, a lot of times, you know, like the personalities on TV are harder to, yeah. to get a hold of. But if you could say, hey, I, you know, I've, I want to, I'll take you and buy you coffee or buy you lunch and, mm-hmm. and sit down for a half hour, 15 minutes, whatever it takes and pick your brain and just do that with as many people as you can. Uh, That's you know, a good many point. companies and, and it puts a name to a face. For sure. I'll, I'll say that's a really good idea for for a couple different reasons like and you you list the the main two you listed mm-hmm. them being putting a name with a face getting yourself out there getting those people that are in the industry knowing who you are mm-hmm. and just learning what they did to help them succeed because mm-hmm. what i've learned and not just me just other people i know in the industry like if i get an instagram message someone asking me those kind of questions yeah. I'm going to answer it every single time because I can't ever look at those messages and not remember the time when I was that kid trying to do what he's doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So So, I I would think it would be very rare that you reached out to someone and they kind of gave you the cold shoulder. And the people that you really want to talk to are the people that are like that, that, you know, the guys that blow you off, whatever. It's like that. Those aren't the guys you want to be talking to, you know, agree. So I, I would do that. And, and I would, I would do it across a spectrum, you know, across whether it's photographers, videographers, you know, people in marketing, whatever, um, and just kind of get a feel for what you want. Because for a lot of people, you know, filming a TV show might not be for you. Yeah. You know, you, you could learn and be like, dang, that's, you know, I got to travel. I'll, I'll never be home. Yeah. And better learn that than in five years down the road. You're mm-hmm. like, wow, I don't really like this. Mm-hmm. So, and then there's a lot of other jobs, you know, talk to editors, yeah. etc. So that'd be the first thing I do. And if you, after that, you're like, yes, I want to do this. Um, I, I, like you said, I'd start filming on the side. That was a really good point about calling up 
you know, even if it's like an outfitter yeah. near you that does deer hunts or whatever, if you would say, hey, I want to come and film one of your deer hunters, they'd be like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I want to come and take hero shots at every one of your clients that kills a buck. And I'll give them to you. And I can yeah. use them for You can my, have them. You can yep. do whatever you want, you know. Yeah. Um, and I would definitely do that. And then one thing that really helped me is is a technical knowledge of video. Mm-hmm. That helped for editing, that helped for filming. Um, and I was thinking about this. And there's definitely a difference between, say, working for a production company outside of the industry, like a ad agency or something like right, that. Right, yep. But, you know, if you're filming hunts on the side and you can squeeze in to be a grip for, you know, uh, somebody that – an ad agency is filming commercials for – target or tight or whatever whoever yeah whoever and and that and that really gives you a good understanding you can start to learn the lingo learn cameras and that really helped me for like upward mobility is knowing Mm -hmm. video knowing all the technical side of it Mm -hmm. so i would if video is going to be your thing then i would definitely learn that because once you kind of get once you get into hunting and you're filming hunts a lot of that stuff you know, you're just in the moment doing it and you're busy. You don't have time to learn. And that stuff really helps down the road, I think. Oh, for sure. Well, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, if you were to tell a, an 18-year-old kid that, he'd be like, why in the world would I want to help filming commercials for Target? Mm-hmm. Well, think about it. If you're, you know, if you're applying for a job to work, I mean, say if they're trying to work here. Mm-hmm. We're hiring somebody, so you know, yep. hypothetically, and it's him and another kid. The other kid is nice kid, hardworking kid, but he won't. He has the same attributes that the other kid has. They both love to hunt. They both want in this industry. Well, this kid has some kind of production experience. Mm-hmm. The other kid doesn't. Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna go with that one. Some any yep. of any sort of professional experience is going to help you because that's that's gonna set you apart. I can't emphasize that enough because. Half, more than half the people that I get those those messages from, or I talk to it, uh, usually at the NWTF show or whatever, I always say, "What do you, what have you got under your belt?" Mm-hmm. Well, well, nothing. I just want to drive. Like well, that's everybody. Yeah, you, yeah, a, yeah. You got to do something. That's everybody. So I'm, I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like, do you realize if you were to get any professional experience, you're mm-hmm. putting yourself ahead of yeah. vast majority. Yeah. You know. Um. And the other big thing, too, is is editing. You know, we yeah. haven't talked about editing, but, you know, when you're hiring someone, you say for a, a videographer or whatever, is, is if they know how to edit, it's that's mm-hmm. huge. Because editing is, is, you know, the good editors are hard to come by. Yeah. And, and, that's and they something make for that's good camera, you know, cameramen. Because the, then you know how, if, if you were an editor, you know how things go together. You mm-hmm. know, and then you can realize when you're shooting all right, I need this part, this part, this part to make a show. Yeah. It, it's uh that's probably, that would put you so far ahead mm-hmm. because like I think editors, you run across that a lot less because that's probably doesn't sound like as much of a glorious of yeah. a job. Even as, you know, even if you're not, you know, I'm not hunting, but you're filming, you're out there, Yeah, you know, and, and, like you know editing just doesn't seem to have that same appeal but yeah. it is a fantastic skill to have mm-hmm. in your arsenal and that was like we were talking about pat mcsherry earlier he is a fantastic editor mm-hmm. really and he, you know that makes him a great shooter so 
um, if you can learn just see, you know, even if it's any non-linear editing software, that's a iMovie on a Mac. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of cheap ones. You don't have to go to Adobe or whatever, but if you can just learn how it works and, and edit your things and, and get, and on YouTube right now, there's tons of editing tutorials. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can, it wasn't like 10, 15 years ago where there was nothing out there and there was Final Cut Pro and it was a badger to work with. Yeah, and expensive. Yeah, it's easy now. So There's ways. Yeah, there's lots of ways. So, yeah, yeah and, and and that's on the, you know, I don't know if you have anything to to wrap up on the on the video side. Yeah. But, but you want to take a second and talk about the whole other side of it? As, as far as... I mean, the ra I mean, to get in the hunting industry, that's filming we talked about filming and being in video but yeah. there's oh there's a lot more yeah <laughs> yeah i mean uh you know a, a, a fun part of it is is if you want just want to work for a hunting company if yeah. you want to just be involved yeah maybe you're you don't you're not the guy that wants to shoot video or edit or whatever but you just want to be a part of it mm -hmm. you know there's that's a great you know great way to do it and, and what i somebody i talked to someone the other day who called and just say, I want to be in the hunting industry. It's like, well, all right. I'd give them the same advice. Go talk to people. Go talk to people in different jobs. See what you like to do. And then you can never go wrong. If you're going to college, you can never go wrong with finance. Yeah. <laughs> Business and finance. Because <laughs> if you know those things, you can do a lot of things. You can That's make yourself I, marketable somewhere. Yep, because everything has to do with finance nowadays. Right? Everything. At the end, of, end of the day. Yeah. Money. Which, you know, and, and yeah, to your point, not only that, I mean, you'd still be in the hunting industry working mm -hmm. in something that you're personally interested in. Um, but there are, I'm not going to say there's a ton of jobs, but there's a lot more of those jobs than there are video ones. Yes. So 100%. They're, they're a lot easier to attain. Yes. You know, so you got that going for you. <laughs> yep. There, there's a lot, a lot of different jobs. And the best way to figure out what you want to do is, like I said, just go talk to people and figure out what interests you. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, like the hunting industry could mean that for, you know, marketing or, you mm -hmm. know, think about, I always think about like, um, you know, like Forrest and Brad that do oh, our, yeah. our graphic design mm -hmm. at Primo's. Yep. I mean, there you know, for, there's uh at the Primo's office, there's you know Brad Johnston and Forrest Marlowe, mm -hmm. and those guys are if you see a Primo's, any kind of Primo's graphic box packaging, packaging um, uh, lots of the the website design, yep, right? Website, social media, yeah, um, catalogs. Mm-hmm. They're the creative mind behind all that, and they're dang good too. They're very good, and think about that's that's a. Yeah, that's a pretty interesting job, you know. Heck yeah. Having it, I mean, that's flexing those creative muscles, putting all that together. Yes, and that's you know, if you can do that, if you can shoot photos, if you can, uh, you know, be a good graphic designer. There's, I see graphic design positions open all the time. People you know, always you, need them. You go to LinkedIn and and you yeah. see them all the time. So people need those. People, uh, there's freelance opportunity on for that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That reminds me, freelance. We didn't. I don't know if we talked about that at all. We did a little bit. We didn't like yeah. dive into it, but um, maybe for a different day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so there's there's a lot of opportunities. It's just putting yourself out there and and meeting people. That's the biggest deal. If you can strike up a friendship and don't do it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. You know, don't you try to use someone? But yeah. Ah, uh, that's 
still to this day the best best thing I can offer is just meet some meet people and get your foot in the door. Yeah, that's that's you get your foot in the door, meet people, professional experience. Those are like the three most important, I would say. Mm-hmm. I would think. Yep. I think that would about unless I just start getting super nitpicky. That about covers the yeah the meat of it. I would say. Yep, it does. So it's easy, guys. Just get out there and, and make it happen if you want it. Just start doing something. Yeah. Just don't sit there and and wish like, oh man, I wish I could go do it like Pickle does or whatever. Just if if you want it, go do it. Make yeah. it happen. Try. Don't, don't sit on the couch. Go outside and film birds with uh, your cell phone camera or whatever. I mean, yeah. just go try. Go do it. Give yep. it some effort. Yeah. You, you'd be amazed what could happen. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, I like, think we figured it out. That rainstorm's rolling in. Yeah. I think they said the power might get knocked out, so we finished it in time. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, uh, anyhow, guys, that's going to wrap us up for today. Hopefully, like I said, we've gotten so many questions sent in around that topic. I think we covered all of them. If you have any more questions, uh, don't hesitate to send them in to the Primo's Facebook or the Instagram page. You can send them to my personal Instagram page as well. Um, I'll see them some way or another. But that's going to do it for today. Uh, thank you, Ben, and thank all of y'all yes, for sir. listening to the Speak the Language podcast.